Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Who thought this was going to be a good idea, putting, yeah, putting Freddie and Fitzsimmons together in the morning, part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max takeover on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80 as well as ESPN2 and ESPNU. I'm not going to bring the hot sauce today because I got my boy because we usually do our show Monday through Friday from 9 p. to 1 a.m. Eastern time. So we don't know if this is going to be a good idea, but Ian, we're about to find out. Yeah, when that alarm went off, man, I'm like, whoa, I don't know how these guys do that every day. Good to see you, man. Yeah, long time no see. Yep, Been a minute. Yep. Uh, we, we were last time uh, I was down in Houston. Yes, last you time were. I talked to you. Yes, uh, you XFL were. week one had a blast uh-huh. and Going to be back up here on campus. First time I've been on campus in two years. Nearly two years. What? Last time I was here, <laughs> right. uh, 2021 NFL draft when Aaron right. Rodgers dropped mm-hmm. the, well, Adam Schefter dropped the bomb of uh-huh. uh, I want out of Green Bay. That was the last time mm-hmm. I was here two years ago. And here it is two years later. We still don't know if he we wants still, out of Green Bay. Some we things still don't know. have not changed. Not right? yeah, some well, things have not changed. Well, when you're the prince of darkness like he is, you just never know that once you get into that, that diabolical chamber, we don't know exactly what's going to come out, how he's going to come out, all those kind of things. Because in a first weekend without NFL, and you were part of the XFL this weekend, people still talk about Aaron Rodgers. What is he going to do? How's he going to look? Is he going to be thinner? Is he going to be skinnier coming out of being the Prince of Darkness? Well, you're skinnier since the last time I saw you in person, first of all. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that is somewhat ironic that the last uh-huh. time I was here – we are still talking about nearly the exact same topic, and that yes. is Aaron Rodgers and yes. whether he will or will not be the yeah. quarterback in Green Bay. Yeah, we'll put it this way. That's for another time, another day. Weigh in anytime you want to. Coleman ESPN, Ian Fitz ESPN, also triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. First weekend without NFL football in a long, long time. By the way, you're going to blink your eyes. It's going to be the NFL all over again. What did you do this weekend without it? 888-729-3776. Because it was pretty cool that you were part of XFL weekend. Had a blast. This weekend. For those who don't know, who didn't get a chance to maybe see a game, maybe were in and out because I was flittering in and out as well. What was that like to see exactly a new iteration of the XFL, but this time with The Rock behind it, with ES behind it, ABC behind it? What was that like being a part of that? It was amazing. Uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson and, da- and Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia, amazing story. A, a media mogul and, and, you know, our chairwoman, co-owner, and the first woman, female, to, to mm-hmm. you know, be a co-owner of a professional sports league. Uh, the, the, the opportunity they're giving players to still chase that dream is remarkable. Like John Trey Kirkland, mm-hmm. wide receiver for the Houston Roughnecks, he made the Arizona Cardinals team last year. But stupidly, and I had, had a long conversation with him, what does he do after he makes the squad as an undrafted free agent out of LSU? Goes and celebrates, gets a Dewey, and as a UDFA, whoop, you're cut, you're gone, right? And as he told me, it was one of the dumbest decisions I've ever made, but he's a better person for it, has learned from it, Good. and he shined on Saturday. So he's one of those guys that I would almost guarantee you, by getting this second chance, is going to be on an NFL roster. Okay, He's a four-core special teams guy. He played wide receiver, corner, and quarterback at LSU. So now he's just focusing in on the position he knows best, and that's wide receiver. And he was in that wide receiver's room at LSU in 19 with Jamar Chase and Justin (laughs) Jefferson. All all those bad shut-your-mouth mothers. (laughs) Good luck getting on the field with that crew, right? Uh So he gets an opportunity, and that's something that Danny Garcia was talking about, how there are so many gems that are still looking for and just need that that extra shot. Mm-hmm. A Max Borgie who was with the Colts and the Steelers and the Denver Broncos running, running back out of Washington State. Yeah. He's that 54th guy, like Dwayne Johnson was. 
So he's a guy that is also having an opportunity to show NFL GMs, I can play at your level. You know, so to me, that, that, that's, that was the best part about XFL Week 1, being there and talking to a lot of these guys, like Stansley Maponga, former TCU linebacker. I told you this story. In our mm-hmm. meetings on Friday, yeah, it's a good story. he broke down. Like We were like, man, what, what, what's this like? You know, another shot, you know, and it's the night before the game or the day before the game, and he literally came to tears saying, I can't thank Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, Jerry Cardinal from Redbird, wow. that to have an opportunity to go and still play and get paid to do it to provide for my wife and kids. Mm. And he's tears. That I mean, that, that was so humbling and a privilege to be a part of it. It really was. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Cohen, part of the takeover with Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Matt in Atlantic City at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Matt, no NFL this weekend. What did you do this weekend, brother? Hey, Freddie Fitzsimmons, it's great hearing you guys. Uh, 6 a.m., I'm driving into work. Uh, so I did a little bit of XFL, okay, Ian, uh, Ian and uh, Freddie. I did a little college basketball. This one's going to throw you guys for a little bit of a loop. I watched the Clearwater Women's Softball Invitational me on too. ESPNU. And me let too. Me, and let me, just, let me just say, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, these girls are competitive. I mean, it was it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, bittersweet, no NFL. Uh, summer's right around the corner. Spring's around the corner. It's going to come quick again in September. But it's great hearing you guys on uh, in the morning for uh, KJM. Thank you. I appreciate the Congress, number one. Number two, I did the same thing because it was on Saturday morning, 11 o'clock. I'm thinking softball. I'm thinking maybe it's a repeat because they had on ESPNU and the SEC Network. And then I realized, uh-uh. Like two nationally ranked teams, Virginia Tech, number nine in the country, playing number five UCLM. They, oh, yeah, now we're talking. Just get my day started. Softball in February usually would not even rate. Softball's on all day, and I guarantee you, Matt and I would not be the only ones watching that over the weekend. Look, anytime the NFL and college football goes bye-bye, you know, we, we go from late August mm-hmm. all the way until you know February, and then we hit that. At Denouement, we're like, oh, wait a minute. But you know what? Yeah. When the weekend comes back around, college hoop was awesome on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Yeah. You know, and then uh, we had football. The XFL was was I mean was yeah. amazing as we talked about. You know, and then the NBA's going to crank back up. There's always something going on until right. you get to the Major League Baseball All Star break, and that's when we all go on vacation. Well, it was the Matt McClung takeover when it comes to NBA All Star awesome. Weekend and the slam dunk competition because it's one thing to win it like he did. He's only played two games in the NBA playing for the Philadelphia 76ers. But he literally had Twitter and Instagram melting on Saturday with the dunks that he had. Even Kenny Smith of TNT covering the whole thing said he literally saved the slam dunk contest. And he didn't mean just in 2023. He firmly believes that Matt McClung saved the slam dunk contest going forward because that had clearly lost its luster for more than a minute. Ever since Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine had that whole showdown, and that was seven years ago in 2016. I didn't see Kenny Smith had said that. What did I say to you in our pre-show uh-huh. meeting? Yeah. You were kind of busy Saturday night, yeah. so you, you, you had things to do. I went back and watched his dunks three times because I couldn't believe – the one uh-huh. where he jumped over not one but two humans, <laughs> taps the backboard with the yeah. ball, mm-hmm. and then flushes it. Did he, did, he, did he tap the ball against the backboard? I'd go back, start, stop, wait a minute. It unbelievable. So tip of the cap to the Red Raider. I mean, uh-huh. he I, I, again. I hadn't heard Kenny Smith say that, but I was thinking to myself, this dude just got me back 
into the dunk contest. I will yeah. watch next year, especially if a guy like Ja Morant is in it, who wants like one billion likes on some tweet he put out there to be able to participate. Put it in. this way. Somebody has that. If anybody can generate one billion likes, not lame, name LeBron James and Sam's dunk competition. To get, in, to get him in, it's Ja. It'll be a guy like Ja Morant. Travis in Missouri, 888-729-3776. Hey, Travis, no NFL this weekend. What did you do? I just smoked a bunch of barbecue, man. A uh, bunch of meat. Uh, watched a little of the All-Star, All-Star game, a little bit of a dunk contest. Matt McClung, uh, he tore it up. Now he's got me hungry at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you, I didn't eat dinner last night. Oh, you didn't? No. All that flying, you couldn't find a place to eat? I landed at 6, <laughs> knowing I had to get up, man. All that I was time? back in my eyelids by 9. Done. So yeah. had, so Now he, I'm hungry. So, so, so essentially you had sleep for dinner. That's what you're telling me. Bottom line, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, you like the Dave Matthews band, tra- traipsing all over the place. XFL over the weekend, Pumped. here on Monday. You know, we'll do our show tomorrow night. Back in the XFL over the weekend, you get a chance to do that. St. Louis in Seattle, man. I'll be yeah. out in, uh, in, in Seattle for the Sea Dragons and Battlehawks. Okay. So, right. Border to border, coast to coast, man. It's a privilege. I'm all about it. I may not know what's, what hotel room. Uh, this, this is something I had to do during bowl season. Okay. And it was a tip Dan Orlovsky gave me. Yeah. When you do four bowl games in six days. Yeah. You know what city you're in, but you kind of forget what, like, you might forget your hotel room number. Okay. That happened to me years ago. I told you that story. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I knocked on the wrong room, and, and newlyweds oh, like, dude, it's the wrong room. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, the key won't work. It was a bad scene. You could scene. have interrupted a romantic moment. It was moment. a really, really bad scene. So now you take a picture of, oh, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to start sweating thinking about it. So now you take a picture of your, your, your hotel key, right, uh-huh. the, the number, so you Smart. don't forget which hotel room you're in when you're traveling, you know, like three three cities in four days. Well, put it this way. Great tip, Dano. N- number one, that is a great tip by Dan Olofsky because that's what he does. Number two, you'd have been able to find out exactly about that relationship because let's say if, let's say if you break into their room and romantic moment is going that on, dude had and, been... and let's say he's not going to defend his new missus, you could have given her a pretty good idea what she's about to get into. Look, I told you I'm already starting to sweat. This dude was so big. He had <laughs> oh, like he muscles was? in his toenails, oh, man. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. If he had gotten his hands on you, we would have lost it'd you. It would have been over. We would have lost it, it. It would have been bad. Yeah, no. Thanks. Bring it back. I don't know hey, why we brought that wait, back wait, up. Wait, wait a minute. You're the one that almost, I know. You're the I one know. that created this, like, malfeasance, <laughs> breaking into somebody's romantic moment on their honeymoon, but I'm the bad guy it here. It nasty. <laughs> Keep those calls coming in. What did you do this weekend without the NFL? We're going to see what you have to say at triple eight say espn 888-729-3776. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman, part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And the NBA boss is tired of the NBA players talking about rest. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And ESPN2 got Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman in for the guys. Today, we're going to get to more of your calls. No NFL this weekend. What did you do? Ian had a chance to hang out, be a part of the XFL, the opening weekend. That's all over the place on ESPN, ESPN2, and ABC. I was checking out college basketball, watching women's softball. I had a chance to get some things done around the house and outside the house. We're going to take your calls in a couple of minutes at 888-729-3776. But Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, he is sick and tired, Ian, about hearing about load management, players talking about it, saying that they need it, saying that they want it, saying that they're going to manage it. He's saying, look, essentially, he doesn't want this the conversation that has continued to take over the NBA and be part of the narrative because he knows exactly how much of that perception that's become reality is hurting his league. Well, it is. I mean, you have some guys that aren't into it. Look at Giannis, look at LeBron James. I mean, they play. And unless they're hurt, they're going to be out there. Right. But then you have guys like Kawhi Leonard, who is the king right now of load management. And look, it's hard for the league, in my opinion. And I'm not buying what Adam Silver is selling. But it it is somewhat difficult because when you and I were were watching, you know, in the you know 80s, 90s, whatnot, Larry Bird's playing 82, Michael Jordan's playing 82, Magic Mm -hmm. John—they didn't come off the floor. That's just what you did. Yeah. Now it's it's a different era of basketball. You know, it's it's almost like pitching as well in, in Major League Baseball, where the days of Nolan Ryan, Louis Tiant, you know, going for throwing two hundred pitches in a game, and on three days rest coming back and throwing another two hundred. Those are long no, gone, that, man. That ain't ever happening. No, again. I you, know it's you, not grammatically correct, but that ain't ever happening again. You go six innings, man, and you're like a rock star in, in this day and age. So it, it, the game has changed, but the part of load management that's hard, and it is a catch-22, and I think this is kind of what Adam Silver is also, yep. the dilemma he's dealing with is mm-hmm. when you have these unbelievable stars, like when Steph Curry comes to town, you know, and he's one of those guys, he's going to try and play 82 also, or at least, you know, 72, unless he's really hurt, he's not going, you know, that's when he won't go out there. Mm-hmm. But let's just say, you know, the, these stars come to your town, and it's your one shot to see them. And you've driven, you know, 150 miles, and you've got little Johnny and little Debbie, and you got the wife, and you know, you're you're, you're forking over, you know, four or five hundred dollars to go watch these marquee players come at close to your city. Yeah. And they're DNP. Load management, day of game. That's that stinks, and it's not good for the game. But then you have the other side of this. Do you sit them at home? Is that when you go to load management? Those are your fans mm-hmm. in your town right. for that team, the team that's paying you to fill those stands and win games. So I understand it's 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 difficult, but look, you know that's why I give a tip of the cap to guys like LeBron, you know Dame Lillard. You go on down, the, you know Giannis, who's have guess is having his wrist looked at again, by the way. Mm-hmm. But you know those dudes go out there unless they're truly hurt, they're playing. So. Uh, in this day and age, I have immense respect for guys like that. But it's just a different world. And Adam Silver's selling you that it's not an issue, but 
To be honest, man, it, it, to me, yeah. it still is an issue, and it, can, it will continue to be an issue. It's not going to go away anytime soon because the, the coaches know that the players, you need those guys for the playoffs. It's so a player's league. It's a player's league. People can say it's still an owner's league. Yeah, they have all the money, but the player's going to have some say-so how that money is going to be spent. And that's why Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, we talked to Mark Kestisher, part of the NBA and ESPN radio over the weekend, All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. He said he understands why fans like Ian, Freddie, and you are upset about hearing that term load management. As I was saying yesterday, I absolutely understand the frustration of fans that if for some of these particular marquee players, you know, you take your family, the tickets are expensive, parking's expensive, and the whole thing, and, you, and, and your time is valuable, and you go to the game, and that player is out. I will say, it's interesting, I was thinking about this last night, that we make a big distinction between the player being out because he's being injured as opposed to he's being appropriately rested. Either way, you're disappointing the fans, and I think just hypothetically, hypothetically, if we knew formulaically that this ex-superstar, if he takes off this game in November and this game in December, that he's X percent more likely to be healthy in January and February, I think we'd all say we take that trade off because it's an ethical dilemma a bit, but you're going to disappoint fans and potentially more fans if he's injured for a stretch as opposed to those two. That's the catch-22 that he put out there because if players keep playing and playing and playing, but then they're not healthy for the playoffs, then he knows plenty of fans are going to hear them saying, why didn't you rest them more in the regular season? But if you rest him too much in a fan, like to your point, by the Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. But if you rest those players, and to your point, if you have your family of four, a family of three, and this is somebody you've been waiting to see, whether it's Java Rand of Memphis, whether it's Joel Embiid of Philadelphia, whether it's Steph Curry of Golden State, anybody, and they're not there, automatically you're going to feel let down. You think, oh, wait a minute, why aren't these guys playing? Because back in the day, these guys were playing. And that's the problem with the NBA right now in terms of load management because I firmly believe the best schedule is 70 to 72 games. That's all they should play in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, you know, I've talked about that. It's yeah. ne- the owners will never, no. ever yeah. give up those 10 games. Right, because there's too much money that they're not putting into their bank accounts. And I'm never going to tell billionaires what to do with their money. But there really is no compromise here because an owner can tell a coach and general manager, you got to play these guys more. And the guys may revolt and say, well, wait a minute, what do you want here? So until everybody comes again and tries to find a common denominator, a common baseline, this management, low management narrative is going to dominate whether the NBA wants it to or not. You know, this whole thing started years ago with Greg Popovich. Remember, yeah. but in, in large part, it was almost a protest, in my opinion, from Pop, where remember the game where the Spurs with Tim Duncan. Played you know, Miami. That's the one. Uh-huh. It was the fourth game in five days. And they're playing LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh in Miami. So road game, fourth and five. Mm -hmm. And almost as a big old bleep you to the league, right? Oh, yeah. What does Pop do? Sends his three marquee guys on a different plane home to San Antonio. Goes in, almost beats Miami, right? And he put on, you know, with Tim Duncan and and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, DNP, why? Old. Old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which was hilarious. But he was doing it for the playoffs. But it was at purpose, yeah, because four games, five days, and you have us going and playing that team? No. Uh Uh-uh. That's not right. And that's why you don't see in this. Mm -hmm. The NBA has tried to help with load management by not having four games in five days anymore. But you're still seeing guys. And Kawhi is the poster child. Whether he likes it or not, he is is the – uh, you, you, I think load management, I hear load management, I think Kawhi Leonard. Because it all really kind of started with him. Absolutely. 
not trying and, to. And cast the NBA has changed that schedule to right. try and keep that from happening, but it still is. Why? Because the players can. And I get it. If you're a player and you know that you have the ability to say, "I want to be at the full tilt boogie when the playoffs get started," so I understand that. But when you have power, and to use your word, when you have stroke. What are you going to do when you have power and stroke? You're going to will like it. the yeah. You're going to will like the hammer of Thor, part of the Avengers. That's what you're going to do. So if players know that they can do that and say, "Hey, I need a break," more than ever before, we hear about people needing a break, not just physically but also mentally. That's beyond the NBA. How many times we talk about mental health and those kind of issues that people want to make sure that everybody's in the right kind of frame of mind? Not saying that players are taking advantage of that and using it, but plenty of times they're going to say, "Look, if, if sometimes you just need a break," but with the NBA. It seems that it takes center stage because so many people look at these guys and say, man, why can't you guys just go out there and play? I go to my job, and I'm like, you should never compare what you do for a living, what they do for a living. But people make that correlation because they think, well, back in the day those guys played. I go to my job. Why can't you go to yours more often than you should? Yeah, and when these guys here back in my day, it drives Oh, they roll, it, it they roll their eyes. eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I get and it. I, I, I'm totally, 100%. I, they're tired of hearing that. We're tired of saying it. Makes us sound old. <laughs> well, that's because we are part of the ancient mariners. But let me ask you this. Are you buying what Adam Silver is selling? Because the first thing that came to my mind okay. when he's talking about resting guys in December, yeah, you know, that they sit a couple games here and then to be available in February and March, well, guess what? They're still sitting mm-hmm. in February and March well, to, you, to yeah. get those, to, yeah. in, to, in their mind, to be fresh for the playoffs. So yeah. when you tell me that you guys are sitting in December mm-hmm. to be fresh now, but they're still sitting now. You know what it is? And Adam Silver understands that you got to know the room. He's putting it back into the players' court. He's saying, look, we understand you guys need load management, but can you sit earlier and not sit later? Either way, if a player is sitting in December and somebody paid their money to see that player in December and they're not there, it's the same effect of that player sitting in February and March. He's doing everything he can to say, look, we want our players to play. We believe we want our, that our players want to play, but this is on them. He's doing a great job, kind of a bait and switch, to say, I can't control this. This is a team thing. This is a coach thing. This is a player's thing. I'm the NBA commissioner. I can't physically make them go out there and play if they're not feeling it or if a coach decides to rest them. He's doing everything he can to say, we're the NBA, but this is a player's coach's team issue, not an NBA boss NBA problem as well. Either way, that conversation is not going to go away. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman, and Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we stay with the NBA. Two dudes out there say that when you make a trade request, you want to get out, it's good for the NBA. Who are these two? Hint, hint. They used to play in the same team. That's next on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and also on ESPN2 and ESPNU with Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman in for the guys this morning. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to your phone calls about what you did this weekend without the NFL. We're going to do that in five minutes and see what you have to say at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving may no longer be teammates in Brooklyn. That does mean they're not trying to set things right when it comes to what they believe they are right when it comes to them, the NBA, et cetera, et cetera. Check out what Kevin Durant had to say about the trade demand that he made to get out of Brooklyn and the trade demand that Kyrie Irving made to get out of Brooklyn. Those two things are good for the NBA. I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got in the 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 news hits that we got from me being traded Kyrie being traded just bring more attention to the league and that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention so um I think it's great for the league to be honest teams been trading players and making acquisitions for a long time now when a player can you know uh kind of dictate where he wants to go and leaving free agency or demand a trade is just part of the game now so I don't think it's a bad thing it's bringing more and more excitement um, to the game The one part I agree with mm-hmm. is that yeah, it, it is a, it, it is a player's league. There's no doubt about it, you know, and th- that he is spot on. But being good for the game, and it, and his trade, he's also spot on. It was the story for two or three days. But other than that, in that you know short window of a news cycle, how is it better for for the game when you have marquee players that just you know, make the announcement. No, I'm not happy. I want to leave. I, I just don't get that. I, I mean, that's why, like, you know, Dirk Nowitzki, how he signs his autograph now? It's 41 21 1. His number, the years he played, mm-hmm. one team. One team. You know, the but he's he's a dinosaur. Kobe, one team, right? Those days are long gone, man. Outside of Giannis seems to me like, remember, he, he could have left Milwaukee. He stayed loyal there. I mean, that's home to him. So, Steph Curry, you know, Dame, Dame Lillard, you know, staying in Portland. You know, they're they're outliers. But I, I, you explain to me like I'm a three-year-old, how in the world is it good for the game when you have marquee guys demanding publicly, okay. I want out? Well, I'm going to have part of my explanation. I'm going to bring in Alan Yates. because oh, he, <laughs> I don't know if that's his middle name, <laughs> oh, Lord, but we're going to bring him in because Alan Yates is part of the younger generation. And we were having this discussion before we came back on the air. Before I give you my answer, Alan Yates, you and Nuno, our producers, what have you guys have heard about people no longer rooting for teams, younger generation, more rooting for players than teams more than ever before in the NBA? 
So I coach seventh and eighth graders in Connecticut right now, and one of the first things I did stop I, right there. That's disturbing alone. Hey, wait, wait a minute. minute. You're ha- wait, you are having a you are you are what? having an impact on guiding lives. Hold on, you are having an influence <laughs> on seventh and eighth graders. Legit. It is so disturbing <laughs> on so many levels. But go ahead, continue. I, oh, now that you completely undermine his authority. I haven't seen a man in two and a half years. I had to take Jeez. a shot right I'm off the bat. But go ahead. Kids are good, and one of the first things I asked them was, yeah. like, who do y'all like? What do y'all watch? What teams y'all fans of? And all of the kids' answers were individual players. Oh, I like LeBron. Uh-huh. I like KD. I like Giannis. They don't. They didn't say, I like the Lakers. I like the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I like the Nets. Right. They like individuality in the players, so yep. they're more so rooting for the players that they like that happen to be on certain teams. Because that's part of 21st century, what I call entertainment. More than end of, to go back to the 20th century, remember the movie when it comes to the Untouchables? Individual achievement. When Capone <laughs> said that, took the bat aside somebody's head. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Teamwork. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. <laughs> they have enthusiasms for individual people that they like because you see so many different jerseys in arenas of individual players, whether it's Steph Curry, whether it's LeBron James and Giannis. The younger generation, more than ever before, they didn't grow up like Allen did. They didn't grow up like you did. They didn't grow up like I did, where that's one team you rooted for, and you stayed with that team. They could get on your last nerve by not winning, but you weren't going to have a complete disloyal allegiance to that team. More than ever before, allegiance are completely different, where it's about individual achievement and having enthusiasms. Enthusiasm. Yeah, and then Al Capone took a baseball bat to that dude's head. Well, there you go. I would love to take a baseball bat to that whole theory, (laughs) but that's what it is. Right, Nuno? Yes, and I would say I think LeBron, this really started with LeBron. Like, a lot of people came into the league. People were huge fans of him. He left, went to Miami. All of a sudden, you started seeing all these heat jerseys. He went back. It was like they became Cavs fans again. I think it started there, and – it, it disgusts me because I think it just – it's a bigger issue, right? <laughs> yeah, we need to start yeah. talking about the youth, and they're very lost in, in this world. Oh, oh, here we go. No, right, no, hang no, on no. a second. Okay, now we're getting philosophical and psychological here. No, no, you're going to default me, man, on a Monday morning here. Hold right? on a second. Let me swim through the waters. Let me swim through the waters here. Let's, let's give Nuno a 20-second. I'm making a full timeout. Hold on a second, right? No, we're, tap, we're getting really deep. Just tap the shoulders. Laugh track. That'd be Alan Yates. You're telling me that your 7th and 8th grade – Boys on your on your basketball team, mm-hmm. they aren't fans of the Knicks or the Sixers nope. or the Lakers. I'll back you up on that. Alan. They are they they are just purely rooting for wherever KD goes. To just to use Kevin Durant because that's who we just heard from saying that public trade demands are good for the NBA, which I, I just can't grasp my my head around. You're saying that they aren't fans of a particular team at all. It's just no. individuals. No, so like one of my kids, I asked him, I said, "Who's your favorite player?" I like LeBron. I'm like, all right, so you a Lakers fan? He goes, no, I'm a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So in reality, you're a fan of wherever he's is going. Is that the minority or is that the no, majority I today? think yeah. most kids look – because yeah. most kids saw the decision as like the, the first big thing that they've seen in sports. And especially how much of a spectacle that LeBron was able to make it out to be because he's a 21st century athlete. He made a pomp and circumstance. Like LeBron is the face of the social media athlete. So most kids mm-hmm. growing up are on social media. So they only see – 
the the movement of the best players. They don't see the Dirks and the Kobe's staying around because they're getting introduced to the game at a time where social media is empowering the player movement. I get that uh, part, but I still can't wrap my head around not just being a fan of a particular team. I mean, you're looking at a guy in the early 80s when Archie Manning got traded to the Houston Oilers. I cried. I mean, like a puddle. My mom beat the hell out of me. Like, man, toughen up, kid. I mean, it was... You know, you're you're still a fan of the Saints, yeah. But that individual got traded because he left my team. Same thing when Walt Frazier got traded from my New York Knicks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was not happy about that getting traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I didn't abandon the Knicks. But then again, by the way, Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. But it is different because, to Allen's point, the younger generation they see these individual stars and they want their sneakers and they want all those kind of things. That the team is not is not a primary focus for them. I'll give you an outlier from our generation. My Aunt Marilyn, who lives down in Strong Island, New York, she's always been a fan of Michael Jordan, and she's a fan of LeBron James, but she's not a fan of any of the teams he's been on. He's been able to trace his way from you know Cleveland to Miami to Cleveland out of Los Angeles, and she's a LeBron fan. She's an outlier. I used to think she needed to be drug tested, but that's who she is. But now they're more Aunt Marilyn-like people more than ever before in this generation because they see the stars, and they see that, and they say, that's what I want representing me. That's who I want to root for, and that's where their allegiance and their loyalty, not everybody, but a lot of the younger generation, that's where that goes. See, I'm still a fan of individuals, right? I mean, like, like take Joe Burrow, for instance. Love watching that guy play. Oh, he's got a serious I man mean, crush. Absolutely. Yeah, well, again, back to his days at LSU when, when we covered him, we, we had probably eight of his games over, you know, in that last season, in the 19 season. And the so, Burrow family brought stalking charges oh, against yeah, the Fitzsimmons guy, but yeah, I digress. Started with Devin White, man, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and then it just went on over to Joey B. But look, but when he goes and plays my Saints, I mean. I, you're rooting for the Saints. Uh, hell yes. But you're I, the whole part of not uh-huh. have, not even pulling for a team, but just individuals. I can't wrap my head around. Well, I, I'll tell you how deep it goes with my family. Okay, my younger brother just got hired by the Carolina Panthers. That's the same bleeping division as the New Orleans Saints. My mom refers to the Saints as the Beloveds. Okay, she will be pulling against her own son. <laughs> she, she she already said fifteen and two. Let's go get him. What pulling against? Yeah. I mean, but that that's how. So, I don't, so I, essentially, you're telling me in your family, Saints blood is thicker than family absolutely. blood. Absolutely, that is what you're telling me yeah. right now. My older brother Brendan, God rest his soul, man. When when my, when Devin was coaching for the Detroit Lions, they played the Saints. Uh huh. And when he saw the schedule, fifteen yeah. and one back in the sixteen game season, fifteen mm-hmm. and one, Bubba, go get him. Mm-hmm. And he was literally <laughs> pulling against his younger brother to lose. Yeah. When they're fighting for their playoff lives, and the Saints had like twelve wins. Right. But it goes. Didn't back, matter. It goes back to Kevin Durant saying it's good for the league. He's talking about attention for the league. And you know why he says that? Because the NFL is such a monolith that any kind of attention you can bring to the NBA, you're never going to level that playing field because that's where the allegiance really stops right there because team, younger people are fans of NFL teams. They can play fantasy football. So is this more of an NBA thing? This than- is more of everybody else. I, I guarantee they're more okay. Shohei Otani fans than Angels fans because they see him play Major League Baseball, and he's eye candy. I love watching Shohei Otani. But if he plays my Mets, I want the Mets to beat the fool out of him. He can go four for four as long as the Mets win eight nothing. I don't care about that. But more than ever before, a certain if you had that magnetism, that's more of an outside the NFL thing to me because younger people still root for their teams. They still root for the Patriots. They still root for the Chiefs. They still root for the 49ers. They're not all of a sudden wanting guys to go anywhere. But there's not much movement in the NFL compared to the NBA. So when, if your favorite player is on a team and he moves in the NBA, you're going to follow that person. You don't see that in the NFL. You're not seeing quarterbacks going here and there, other players doing that. That's because the NFL is so 
blanket of secrecy to keep things together. You don't have to worry about those kind of things, disloyal things happening where, you know, Alan Yates and his seventh and eighth graders, you know, other than getting life lesson Alan Yates, which is scary That's enough disturbing. as it is. Kids legit, man. Game out. We, we in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Who's your assistant coach? My girl. Oh, so you're keeping that in the family, We're too, We're legit, huh? man. Okay. Yumbo to... just had 20. When's your, when's your next game? Saturday, 3 o'clock. I'm going to have to be there for yeah. that one. I, I want to see Alan Yates yeah. getting in touch with in a Pat Riley and, and I almost Steve got ejected, Curtis Island. but that's a different Well, that's not a surprise. <laughs> My kids are getting fouled. We got to do something. When you're trying to get ejected during 7th and 8th grade games, that's a more of a you problem, not a 7th, 8th grade reference problem. They're hacking my children. Now you sound like Kim Mulkey last week from LSU and they played South Carolina. Gina Oriema two weeks ago against South Carolina. That's what you're saying. I want like. the calls. She wanted the calls. I want the calls, man. My kids play hard. Reward them with a trip to the free throw you're, line. You're the, that's like the worst Rasheed Wiles coaching impression I've ever heard in my life. I want the calls. I want the calls. I want the calls. Both teams play hard. Have a pleasant day. Have a good tomorrow. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats where you can earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats Life Happens live. The complete lawyer, Ian Fitzsimmons, and the complete lawyer, Freddie Coleman, or Keyshawn, Jalen, and Max. And when it goes back to the NFL, maybe the second option for this NFL team will be their best option at quarterback. We'll tell you who that team is next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn, Jalen, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Freddie Coleman, Ian Fitzsimmons in for the guys today on ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in as well as ESPN2 and ESPNU. He's one of our favorites. He is Mike Tannenbaum. Does a great job as an ESPN NFL insider. Great follow on Twitter at Real Tannenbaum. He joins us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. And Mike, I'm going to start the New York Jets in their quarterback choice. Derek Carr was in the building, had a chance to talk to him this week. The Las Vegas Raiders cut him, but they're still holding out hope for the Prince of Darkness, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers. If you're in that position, which would you decide to do? Go hard after Derek Carr or wait for the Prince of Darkness to come into the light to see if he's available? Yeah, I'm probably taking a long look at Lamar Jackson. Look, Derek, okay. Derek Carr didn't play good last year, guys. He was 28th in the league in completion percentage. He was 27th in interceptions. He didn't play very well. And look, if the three of us were running a franchise, which, by the way, would be a lot of fun, um, <laughs> the, uh, the uncertainty of Aaron Rodgers would drive us crazy. I mean, we would have to probably give up the 13th pick in the draft this year. And let's say he comes and he wants to play. I would want a two-year deal. You want $60 million a year, no problem. But guess what? It's going to be $30 million in year one, $90 million in year two. And just that uncertainty would concern me. And I think this is the year, guys, that if Lamar Jackson gets the franchise tag, which we all expect, I think somebody goes after him and gives up two first-round picks. All right, so I was about to ask you, how would you go get him? So you think two first gets it? And then if that is what you believe can get Lamar Jackson from the Ravens' side, all right, two first-round draft picks, yep. All right, he's yours. How much would you pay him? 
Yeah, you know, Ian, look, I, I think this is one you got to pay the bill, right? You you don't want to go to that Deshaun Watson, $230 million fully guaranteed. But, boy, you know, if you have to, you, you got to strongly consider it. You know, look, there's 14 teams that need quarterbacks, and, you know, you, you know what's coming out. There's three to four guys that are, are maybes. There's a couple guys that will probably make it. But beyond that, like, yeah, you're paying a massive premium with the two ones and probably at least a minimum of $200 million guaranteed. But Lamar Jackson's 26 years old. He's been a league MVP. And the team I keep going back to in my mind is Atlanta. They were in on mm-hmm. the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. They got some really good young players, most notably Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And you put a guy like Lamar Jackson on that offense with what Arthur Smith did with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, and I think it changes your franchise. Right, speaking of franchises, and obviously that you, you brought up the franchise tag, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, they're also in this discussion of what do you do with those two with the New York Giants. If you can, for people who may not understand, explain the difference in the tags. Yeah, so the first tag is um, basically it's exclusive, meaning they're going to be on your team regardless for the year. That number, going back to the quarterback, is somewhere between 42 and $45 million. If it's the regular franchise tag where somebody could give up two ones, it's $32 million. And I fully expect the Giants to use the tag on Daniel Jones um, if they can't get a deal done. If they can get a deal done, use the tag on Saquon Barkley. Great stuff about Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL insider. Hit him on Twitter, Real Tannenbaum, joining Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio because we know the quarterback is the most important position. But what if the Giants decide to play this tag game and they decide to get Saquon Barkley a long-term deal and they tag Daniel Jones? Then what? Well, I think what they're saying there is like, hey, look, we like what Daniel Jones did. We're encouraged. We're going to pay him $32 million, but we got to see it again. And if I was them, sure, I would go three years, $100 million, three-year deal, but I'm not giving him a $175 million fully guaranteed, you know, market guarantee, Kyle Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, because I got to see a little bit more out of him. So I do have the tag in my back pocket. Um, I really want to keep both guys. And Daniel Jones's trajectory is really good, but I just got to see more. And by the way, if we tag him, that means we got this year's draft. We can look at somebody, and we got next year's draft. And again, there's just not a lot of great options right now. But if I'm them, I had a good year, and I'm doing what I can to bring both of them back. Over the weekend, also we saw Eric Bieniemy go from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Washington Commanders. When you saw this happen, now the OC for Ron Rivera. What was your reaction? You know, candidly, I was a little disappointed. Like, you put his resume next to someone like Shane Steichen, mm-hmm. taking nothing away from Shane, but, like, gosh, like, I've gotten to know Coach Bieniemy, and, you know, he helped identify Patrick Mahomes in the draft process. You know, he wasn't the guy that drafted him, but he was part of it. And he certainly did a lot to help develop Patrick Mahomes into a world-class player. And it's, you know, what he's doing now is taking, a, obviously, a half a step back to try to take two or three steps forward. I think the good news, though, guys, is – I think the expectations are so low in Washington that if he even is a B, I think he goes right to the head of the class next year. And look, the marketplace just didn't give him the credit that, you know, you could certainly say on paper he deserves based on how well that offense has played since he's been there as the offensive coordinator. So um, 
it was disappointing to see it happen, but look, he's betting on himself, and let's hope it works out well for him You know, in the next year or two. 15 seconds left. Your running organization and Ian Fitzsimmons and I are part of your underlings. Where are we, where, what are you having us do? Are we coaches? Are we general managers? What is that going on? Well, I'm signing you to a long-term deal. Fitzy, my man, we're going year-to-year on the tag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what my job is? Mike T's going, can you go fetch me some of those donuts with the sprinkles on top? Hey, that, that's my job. That's it. That's well, the extent D, D Wood and I are having a freaking crisis here at the seaport. It's a holiday. We don't know where we're getting breakfast, so we oh, can boy. use those donuts sooner and later. Yeah. Monday it, in New York and a holiday are good luck finding food. It, it, may out, be, it, it may be Brian Custer by himself on Get yes, Up Today because exactly. we're, we're emaciated down here. <laughs> good luck with that, Mike. Always a pleasure, brother. We'll talk right. to you soon. See ya. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL insider, current hungry man. Hit him on Twitter, Real Tannenbaum, joining us here. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie coming in for the guys today. Speaking of the New York Giants, a Giants fan wants to know exactly what the future should look like involving the quarterback and the running back, and he believes the Giants are making a mistake if they don't pay attention to him. We'll talk about that next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.